We have baby chick fever, so we are absolutely pumped to be partnering with Sweeter Heater. Sweeter Heater products provide a safe, soft, gentle infrared radiant heat to your new poultry friends. Sweeter Heater has no hot spots and develops a uniform heat pattern. It's designed to warm the animal, not the environment, and is fully adjustable to maintain the ideal comfort level for your chicks, ducks, or geese. But wait, there's more. Sweeter Heater isn't just for poultry. It can be used in whelping areas, kennel runs, farrowing units, dog and cat houses or crates, and it can also be used for birds and reptile cages. Backed by a three-year warranty and recommended by poultry experts and hatcheries all over the country, you'll feel great about ditching those heat lamps and upgrading your furry or feathered friends with Sweeter Heater. So go to SweeterHeater.com and use code DRINKINFARM to get 15% off one or more heaters. That's SweeterHeater.com with code DRINKINFARM, all lowercase. Hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What'd you open over there? I opened a Weiner Beer Company bubble tub kettle soured Saison Ale. And I picked it because I feel like it fits with this fun mini sodes theme. Oh, I poured it just a little too fast and it's going to overflow on me. Ah! (laughs) So I picked it. Because I sort of felt like with this mini-sode, we're doing some community stuff, and it's like we're all hanging around in a nice, comfy bubble tub together (laughs) (laughs) with our ears. (laughs) really personal, Bev. (laughs) Well, sharing things is kind of personal, isn't it? That is true. We're in an emotional bubble tub. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, an emotional bubble tub. That is perfect. (laughs) So what'd you open over there? So I opened a Lost Coast Brewery, brewery peanut butter chocolate milk stout. And mm. there's a cute little cow on the front, which is the only reason why I really bought this beer. <laughs> beer companies should take note. Put more farm animals on beer. We'll automatically pick it. Yes, we will want you to be our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things, the mini-sode. Yay! And in 2020, we are attempting to make these mini-sodes more about you, our listeners. So today, we're going to cover a few can't-even type things that we found in our Facebook group that were submitted by our listeners, and we have two farm stories for you. It's gonna be fun. And our drink sponsor this episode is at hippie underscore hens underscore hacienda, which is Molly K. So cheers, lady. Cheers. So this first listener found can't even is from Elise Ferguson. And the title of this article, which this has been circulating around Facebook for a while now, Um, It is, you can get a handbag that looks like a chicken for the person who loves poultry, which is probably most of us that are listening or on this podcast right now. (laughs) 
I mean, obviously. <laughs> but if you haven't seen this yet, it's kind of a little disturbing, honestly. Like, I don't know if I personally would want to carry this around. Um, I almost kind of want to use it for, like, my chicken first aid kit, personally. Oh, yeah. It's a pretty sizable bag. Like, it's no joke. And it's rubber. It looks like it's of good quality. And uh, it's kind of taking over Instagram by the looks of it. People are buying this purse like crazy. So I have to agree with you. I don't think I would actually use this and carry this around. But I'm also a pockets person. I do not carry a purse anyhow. (laughs) So I'm probably not the target market for it just because of that. But (laughs) like if I had to, I don't know, say like carry my laptop around or like go somewhere special that required a bag, I'd totally rock this thing for that. Mostly because it's a really great conversation starter. And lucky for us all, we can go to Amazon to get it. It's only $30 shipped, if you're interested. Seriously? Yeah. That's a bargain. (laughs) That's awesome. And the dimensions are 10.5 by 8 by 10.5 inches. So you can fit a lot of stuff in there. It's a pretty big purse. Yeah. And since it's available on Amazon, I'm going to put a link to the bag in the show notes, along with the link to the article, obviously. Uh, because yeah, we don't talk about this very much, but when you shop in our like quote unquote Amazon shop, it supports the podcast. So since this is available in there, might as well go take a peek at it if you need a chicken purse. And if you buy it, make sure if you're in our Facebook group that you take a selfie with it and throw it in there because that will make us feel like we're actually influencing you to buy something. (laughs) Yes. Influencer status. (laughs) My dream. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, Elise, for bringing that to everyone's attention. It is something I'll never be able to unsee. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So our next can't even was submitted to us from Tina Kay. And the title of it is Pig Steals 18 Beers from Campers, Gets Drunk, and Starts a Fight with a Cow. Yeah, so my beer is very appropriate. For yeah, this today <laughs> it is. It's totally appropriate. So I'll read the article really quickly, and then we'll discuss because I feel like the article kind of needs to be read. Yes, it does. <laughs> it was pulled from countryrebel.com, and we'll definitely link to it in the show notes. So it says. According to OutdoorRevival.com, in 2013, some campers were having a weekend of fun, bonfires, and drinking when they woke up during the night to find a pig finishing off 18 cans of their beer. And no, we're not making this up. It happened. So apparently it happened at a campground in Port Headland, Australia, where some careless campers left their beer out before they went to bed. Not realizing the danger they put their beer in, it was reported to the campsite owners that there had been a pig running around the past few nights getting into people's belongings. One camper, who was set up across from the victims, said they woke up and witnessed it all. What a lucky person. Yes. (laughs) It was in the middle of the night, and it was these people opposite us, and I heard this crunching of the can, and they got their torch out and shined it on the pig, and there he was, crunching away at their cans. (laughs) 
Gosh, that was great English. <laughs> yes. By the time the pig was spotted, he was slamming down their last beer and ran off. And according to the witnesses, he then ran off to dig through the trash for something to eat. He was clearly buzzed at this point, and they said he started a fight with a cow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing it. And it's just, it's too good. It is. It's too good. And a lady named Marita who witnessed it, said, then he went and raided their rubbish. Then there were some other people camped right on the edge of the river, and they saw him running around their vehicle being chased by a cow. Apparently, the pig showed up several nights in a row, causing chaos and helping himself to anything he could find to quote-unquote pig out on. (laughs) And after doing battle with the cow, the pig allegedly made his way to the river, where he passed out drunk, laying under a tree for shelter. And some curious campers who heard about the ruckus went out to look for him the next morning and found him in the same spot and snapped his picture for him. And as funny as the story is, it unfortunately didn't end well for the pig. It wasn't long before he tried to cross the road, still buzzed and hungover, and got hit by a truck passing through. Witnesses later found it was him because of the unique markings on his ear. So, man, that story really took a turn. It was a journey, and that is just an example of how hard living can really just take a toll. Yeah, I want to know, why was there a cow in a campsite? I don't know. But you know what? I think there are some really unique individuals out there. Like the lady that I got two of my goats from, uh, she would take them camping. Mm, so That's right. Taking goats camping, camping seems a little more reasonable than taking a cow camping. But... What do I know? Maybe it was a therapy cow <laughs> or like a mini. I I really don't know. But maybe there was a farm near nearby or something. Yeah. And it was just a loose cow because I think the article did say it was a wild pig. Okay. That so the pig was wild. I don't know. Maybe Do they have wild cows in Australia? Maybe somebody from Australia can let us know. Yeah, please do. <laughs> what a journey, though. Man, rest in peace, little piggy. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so time for a couple of farm stories. So we have two farm stories from one listener, um, which is totally allowed and encouraged. If you have more than one and can't pick one, you can absolutely send us more than one. Um, Because then we probably won't be able to pick either and we'll end up reading them all. (laughs) Yes, all the stories. (laughs) So this first one and second one is from Flying F Ranch Wife on Instagram. And she starts by saying, hi. So I wanted to share a funny ranch slash farm story. I have two actually. Pig story or snow story. I'll give them both to you gals and you can choose. We choose both. both. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So first story. I grew up in a small town, and my high school was about 200 kids total. Our FFA chapter had a barn facility on the campus, and I used to have my pigs and lambs there. My lambs were dum-dums, and my pigs were wicked smart. If you've raised a pig, you know how flippin' smart they are. True that. Anyways, I had two two pigs one year who were total Houdinis. Almost every day for weeks, they would manage to escape their pen and run down Main Street of our town. (laughs) Can you just imagine that for a second? Like, that's too good. 
I mean, we have lawnmowers going down our main street in our town. So adding pigs to it would just make it make like, it better. So much better. Yeah. <laughs> she continues on to st- to say the cops had my number on speed dial and I'd go pick them up in my 97 Forerunner in the middle of the night or bright and early. One of those same pigs would scream at the wash racks at the fairgrounds. <laughs> the day before the pig show, I washed her as she screamed the entire time. Then, when I went to take her back to her enclosure, she bolted and squared off with me on one of the aisleways. I knew it was coming. She took off after me. I stood my ground. She dipped her head as she approached me and scooped me up, and I rode her backwards for a good hundred yards. (laughs) I had a nice gash on the inside of my leg from her ear tag. So I was happy to load her on the slaughter truck a few days later. The end. That pig was a handful. <laughs> yes. Could you? Oh, my gosh. Like riding the pig backwards for 100 yards. <laughs> yeah. I, I personally would want that pig to be bacon, too. Yeah. 100 yards is really far. That's the length of a football field. Yeah. That pig <laughs> has some power. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, people that take their animals to the fair deserve all the credit. Yes. It is so much work. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. So the next story from her is Snow Story. I live in the mountains of San Diego. San Diego is known for surf and good Mexican food, but my small town is famous for apple pies, cider, and gold mining. Mm. Actually, ooh, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> It's actually a cute tourist town that attracts all the city folks, especially when it snows. When it snows, the livestock obviously need to be fed. My family operates a good-sized cow-slash-calf operation, and we feed lots of hay for a few days when we have a snow flurry. On one of these occasions, I was helping my dad feed with my brother, and we headed out to a faraway pasture and found a family building a snowman. <laughs> My dad is definitely the stereotypical hardcore grumpy cowboy who takes no shit from anyone, including a cute, innocent family. Oh, no. (laughs) I already knew what was about to happen. Kinda. At least I had an idea of what would go down. My dad started off by driving up in his Polaris Ranger, interrogating the poor family. He started off asking them, what are you doing? Did you not see the giant no trespassing sign at the entrance? The dad slash husband of the family said, oh, we're so sorry. We didn't realize. And my dad just flipped out with some rude words, as you can imagine, at the total cookie cutter all-American family. They politely packed up, and as they were getting in the minivan, my dad ran over the snowman like 12 (laughs) times. Oh, my God. (laughs) I want to meet her dad so bad. I was dying inside. And when I say dying, I mean, I was totally mortified. Then, after the snowman was dead, we continued on to feed the cows. So, yeah. Do you want to build a snowman? (laughs) Frozen song melody insert. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's so good. So good. That that poor snowman. Man, we had some dark stories today. (laughs) So... Lots of things come up in this story because, like, I can totally understand 
why he got frustrated with that. Like, because you've hung signs and you don't want people on your property. Because, like, when you have livestock, you can't have people just, like, coming in and doing things. Because you don't, A, like, you don't want anything to happen to your livestock. And, B, you don't want somebody to get hurt on your property either. Oh, yeah. Because that's not good. So, like, I know some people might be like, oh, why be so rude to that family? But, like, as someone who used to have property that hikers would hike through because they thought it was part of the preserve, like, I totally get it. It would get super frustrating Mm. when people would come up, like, be inside our property, like, looking into the other part of our property. And we're like, hey, GTFO, this is private land. So we built a fence. (laughs) Right. And with all of the, like, different articles flying around about, like, animal rights activist groups, like, trespassing on people's property to protest or, like, look into things, like, of course it's going to be triggering to see strangers on your property, even if it is an innocent family. But I don't know if I would have, like, raged to the point of running over a snowman 12 times unless I was having, like, an exceptionally hard day. Then I totally get it. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have done that. But, you know, dads. I tried to say all of that in my best dad voice. How'd I do? You did pretty well. Good job. You know what's funny? That story totally reminded me of the time that we built a snowman with Aurora. We don't get that many snow days around here. So when we do get them, we try to always do something really fun. So we built a snowman with her. And then Jared had this genius idea that we were going to strap the GoPro to the mule and then run the snowman over (laughs) but apparently he forgot to tell aurora that that's what we were doing oh no so we're in the mule and we've got the gopro strapped on it it's on it's recording and we're heading full speed towards the snowman and aurora starts screaming what are you doing why are you running over the snowman (laughs) but it was too late we plowed right through it and she's like screaming and crying and i looked at jared i was like 20 bucks in the therapy jar (laughs) (laughs) so jared has that in him yeah that's so funny oh my gosh (laughs) i felt so bad because we were both laughing because we knew what was happening neither of us realized that it didn't get communicated to aurora because we thought it would be a grand old time we just like crushed her dreams on accident oh We built a new snowman with her. (laughs) Parenting is hard. (laughs) It is. (laughs) You're just teaching her that, you know, life lessons about not having control over things. And sometimes bad things happen right in front of your face. So really, it's like a form of therapy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So can I move that from the parenting fail column to the parenting win column? Um. You know what? I think so. We make the rules here. It's our podcast. (laughs) Maybe it's just straddling it. (laughs) It's all in how you frame it. (laughs) Mindset matters. (laughs) Yes. So that's it for this week, guys. We're so thankful that you guys are putting your can't evens into the Facebook group um, and sending us your stories. So keep doing that because we do have another mini sode coming up at the end of the month and we're still collecting things for that. So you can send those to us through social media or you can email them to us at drinkandfarm at gmail.com. And be sure and hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen because this helps more people like you find the podcast. 
and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to possibly be entered into a monthly drawing. And you can also do us the favor of sharing this episode over on Instagram by taking a screenshot while you're listening, sharing it in your stories, and tagging Drink and Farm. And we'll send you a promo code just for this episode that'll give you a percentage off in our merchandise shop. And make sure you check out those show notes to get links to the things that we discussed today, our social media, our merch shop, and some other fun things. Yes, yes. So thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, we're excited about this new format, but you got to keep sending us the things so we can keep doing this. That's the only way it works. Yes. (laughs) So until next time, drink, farm, and and give zero clucks. (laughs) Bye, guys. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. My Pet Chicken can truly be your one-stop shop for all of your poultry needs. Not only does My Pet Chicken sell day-old chicks, ducks, and goslings, they sell many of the products you'll need to be a successful chicken tender. You can order everything from chicken saddles and diapers, yes I said diapers, cleaning products, chicken coops, first aid items, and so much more. If you need to get your 2020 chick, duckling, or gosling order in, or need to stock up on supplies, go to mypetchicken.com slash drink and farm to let them know we sent you.